welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and the issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the panelists to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. And let's see, we have, uh, let's start off with uh, Captain Brett Bartlett. We've got Lieutenant Bob Kroll, Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrea Casal, and producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, for uh, being on the show. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, Galls, uh, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. We've got a video. It's on Police Tribune. We're going to describe in great detail for video and podcast members, uh, but handcuffed inmate dives space first out of a moving Los Angeles County squad car Oh, hey, get out, gang. What's that? <laughs> what the fuck? Run, fool, run. Oh, you mating him. I can't go around. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a little comical again. Uh, so, uh, Santa Clarita, California, handcuff, handcuff. Los Angeles County Jail inmate busted out of the window of a moving patrol car, pushed himself through the broken glass before falling face first onto the pavement over the weekend. Commercial break, we'll be right back. All right, so look, let's talk Medicare insurance options. I mean, look, in, in Hillsborough County alone, which is where I'm at in Florida, there's over 80 options available to you. And look, we're all getting older and a little closer to that Medicare age. So the benefits, they can change annually. So how do you know you're getting the benefits for your specific healthcare needs? The answer is simple. Contact mymedicare.live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Meet or talk with James or Bobby. Um, they'll help you save money on your medication co-pays, find plans your doctors accept and get more benefits you actually qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. Well, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. I've actually got, you know, two stories that are similar like this. So this incident, particular one was captured on video by another motorist and occurred on the 5 freeway shortly before 5 o'clock p.m. on December the 31st, according to the KABC. So this inmate is being transported to the Los Angeles County Medical Center for an unspecified injury when he suddenly began kicking on the passenger rear window of the patrol car and according to KTLA. So he used his head and shoulder, ultimately succeeding in breaking out the glass, according to CBS News. So the deputy immediately stops the car as his handcuffed inmate pushes his body through the opening, flings himself on the side to side to get free. And uh, this is on the video. So suspect falls face first onto the roadway, of course, not able to break the fall because he's handcuffed. He's apprehended by a second deputy soon after he hits the pavement. Good Samaritan jumps out to help identify, or actually to help the deputy. And the inmate was quickly placed back into the patrol car and restrained. So, wow, that's the way that goes down. Um, David, Do the other one. Oh, I, I was going to say, tag the other one with it because the, the first, that video is 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 interesting, but the guy just flops out. The cop is on him right away. No big deal. No muss, no fuss. The, the other who escapes and runs down the street and you've got the uh the locals uh, uh screaming and yelling uh encouraging him to run and hide and come in here and hide over here and all that kind oh, of stuff yeah. what, what i would like what i'd like to know is if that inmate escaped into the neighborhood and killed one of your one of your relatives in their house as he was trying to hide i wonder if you'd be squalling like a bunch of barnyard animals at that point uh hoping that he escaped from the cops what a bunch of clowns An another example of society's problems and where it where it stems from you, you look at people like this that 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 scream and, and squeal as, as somebody like that is, escapes, no idea who he is, uh, into their neighborhood, and they think it's funny. And you wonder what, what they would say and, and, and how they would attack the police 
it being their fault when this guy escapes into the neighborhood and kills one, like I said, kills one of their relatives, holds them hostage or some such thing. Would you be squealing like the barnyard animal then? Disgusting. You made you made uh, Lieutenant Bob Kroll smile. <laughs> so let That's, me read this. Listen, I'll stuff do, like that is not difficult. He's uh, he is on fire tonight, Chip. Oh, he, he is. He's in rare form. So, so let me let me cover this. It's on Police Tribune. Inmate escapes transport van makes wild getaway. So yeah, Tyler, Texas, bystander and Tyler, season inmate, escaping from, from a prison transport van. Remember, this is the second incident, not even, there's two different incidents. This happens on Tuesday. It's filmed, uh, it filmed the handcuffed man's uh, flight on foot with law enforcement not far behind him. So it happens January 3rd, Smith County Jail inmate Timothy Chappelle kicks out the window of a transport van as it stops at a red light in Tyler, according to my essay. And bystanders filmed the cell phone video of Chappelle He's in an orange jumpsuit. He's got his hands, you know, secured in front of him. He's running through a parking lot, past businesses, jumps over a fence, and he's fleeing from Smith County Sheriff's deputy. So in the video, uh, it looks like the sheriff's deputy kind of gives up on the pursuit as the guy, after he jumps over the fence, videos of the wild escape are posted to social media, and they quickly go viral. Uh, police said that he broke into two different homes while trying to escape and that one of the residences was occupied. Suspect was ultimately captured and arrested by police. So that's what Corporal David was referring to. Wow. Any any other uh, any other comments on that? Wow, Lieutenant. Where where do you go when you're in an orange jumpsuit with handcuffs behind <laughs> your back, running around in broad daylight, despite the crowd cheering you on? There's going to be some normal people that are going to call this in and see you. But I mean, if you don't know where you're going, where do you run to? How long can you get away for? I mean, this guy was a he's he's on the same intelligence level of those two that's trying to start that place on fire. I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, and I think Brett would like this. If, if the uh, the silhouettes that we use as as, as targets, they would, instead of being blue, they made them orange or you know something like that'd be about right. Yeah, maybe maybe almost something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Uh, moving along. Oh, we got uh, uh, what is it? Al made a contribution uh, to Will's pre fiesta. Wow, Will, you're getting you're getting popular with that. Wow, you got something going on there. You know, we, we may need to think about doing an episode and just say, like, hey, we're all like bachelors and we're going to do like a bachelor party. And, you know, of course, we'll only do, announce that if Andrea is on that show, you know, and 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 name a location because guys are going to want to go there just to see what Andrea is going to wear to the bachelor party. And, you know, oh, well, don't worry. You know, we won't invite you if it'll get your fiance upset. Don't worry. You know, what's more uh, uh, startling is what I'm going to wear to the bachelor party. <laughs> What, 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 what our, our users would want to know. I mean, we may, we may get some more support on the show. If you describe to them in great detail, well, what you would wear. I just recently found out that a thong has a front, so I didn't know, but it's good to know before the event. 
Wow. Did I set, well, did I really open the door for that one? Wow. All right. I'm embarrassed. I'm just hoping that somebody told Brett that and that he wouldn't try one on to figure out (laughs) what a thong really was. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Too much information. All right. Moving along, lawofficer.com. Pedophiles described as minor attracted people in a police annual report. So we're in Scotland. So Police Scotland, they recently described pedophiles as minor attracted people in a report assessing their progress in fighting child sexual abuse the last two years. The public has erupted in anger in the softening language used for abusing children. Wow. Any, uh, I don't know if there's any shocks or any surprises, but that's what's going on in Scotland. So whenever you... You know, we're, we're battling what's going on here in the States. You know, we're not alone across the globe anyhow. So if there's no comments on that, I got about a, a minute and a half before our next commercial break. I will jump to the next story then. Um, so I've got a, uh, you know, this is the one that was on LinkedIn uh, that I sent you guys. So um, it was posted by uh, Jason Lewis, active duty patrol sergeant, CEO at the, at, you know, I won't name the company, but with a company and stuff. Um, there was a video posted. There's a um, female in the video that is, um, looks like Hispanic female, a little, let's just say that she's a little chubby and she's, um, disrupting traffic at an intersection. You've got a patrol car there. Guy sits in the car, rolls the window down when she comes up to the car and stuff. She's like throwing things. And so he gets out. He's got one of those old time batons, like the one I had when I came on in 83, before they went the expandable batons, like within a few years, you know, it's kind of like, you know, seeing somebody still carrying revolvers, you know, so he's got that baton in the holder. And so she's trying to grab it off of his belt along with other stuff. He just is backing away. In fact, at one point he has his hands inside his like a uh, vest. He's got his hands up like this. Um, but no hand to hand at all. Um, so then he finally pulls out the baton. He's doing, he only did two handed strikes. He's swinging like a baseball bat and missing her most of the time, just swinging in the air and stuff. Finally, they get in a fight over the baton. He gets her on the ground, but he won't let go of the baton. Ah, crap. I got a, um, I got a, I got a video. I mean, a, um, a commercial break. Don't I will. You're going to get me. All right, look, hold the thought on this. We'll be right back. All right. So look, I normally take this time to talk about the wounded blue. 
Um, Lieutenant Randy's not here. So let me just say that the woundedblue.org, it's a fantastic organization. And the Wounded Blue, they are a support organization uh, really for mental health for police officers, uh, guys that are suffering from PTSD. And look, if you suffer that, if you've got a, a history in law enforcement and you want to volunteer, um, be a great organization. Do that also if you want to donate and not be embarrassed by you know where your donation dollars go. Strongly consider the woundedblue.org. Um, Lieutenant Kroll, I want you to open up your mic real quick. You got about 15, 20 seconds to promote the book that your wife just wrote. So go ahead. Uh, she wrote it with some help from a lot of local cops behind the scene. Go to the lieexposed.com. Lowercase, all one word, the lieexposed.com is the website. They're lying, the media, the left, and the death of George Floyd. Thanks, Chip. Excellent. And a number of us on the panel have gotten that excellent resource. Please get it and read it. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Yes, I was describing the, in, in, in as great detail as I can remember um, what was going on. So there, this cop is struggling with the uh, female uh, over the baton, but then he gets her on the ground. She's prone, but he's he he doesn't get her. He, he can't really get her in a good three-point pin, and he, he never lets go of the baton, so he cannot handcuff her. And so this goes on for like forever until finally a civilian comes up and helps him handcuff uh, the girl. And they're in the middle of the intersection and cars have been going by, you know, the ones that, that weren't sitting and watching this thing. But anyhow, he was being praised in the video for um, for de-escalating, taking his time, you know, waiting for backup to get there. And, uh, and you know, and I've been getting slammed since I posted an article or I post, made a post about how it was evident that he had he he had no defensive tactic skills, you know, whatsoever. Um, but I, I don't want to steal anyone's thunder. I know David um, saw the uh, video, and, and he's our best use of force I mean, expert, I think, on the show. Go ahead, Dave. He, I mean, that, that's that pretty much sums it up in a nutshell. He had extremely limited hand-to-hand, uh, -hand, whatever you want to call it, tactics or technique. He he had none. Um, I was laughing. I was thinking of Brett. I, I was, I was going to, I was waiting for Brett to say, he's probably an SRO or something on, you know, <laughs> going down the road. Just, he's just happened to find this woman. Um, but a, uh, yeah, he just had no abilities to physically arrest a person. It was, it was kind of startling to watch. And if that's what the people on that were making comments on LinkedIn or wherever it was, uh, chalk up to de-escalation and good technique and taking your time and, and so yeah no that's what to do is what that was um he tried a couple and they went to the ground because she she got a hold of his baton and when he pulled it back she fell down so that's how he got her to the ground and then she kind of rolled over half on her on her side or stomach or whatever was still yelling and squalling and and he it looked like he tried one of those old school baton techniques where you 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 put the baton down in between or in the crux of her elbow to be able to wrench her over from her uh, from her side to her stomach. But, you know, it, it wasn't working because, he did, again, he didn't know what he was doing. So that is what that was. It, there was nothing else to it other than that until the civilian kind of, kind of came up and said, let me, you want me to show you how to do this and rolled her over and put her hands behind her back. So then the other, his, his backup finally showed up and then it was over with, but that, if that's the state of affairs with um, that agency's use of force or unarmed defense or whatever, arrest techniques, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
Wow. Thanks. You can call me for piling on, but uh, this is, this looked like some bizarre dance taking place in the middle of this intersection for a while there. You know, it, it's a public safety risk. This is a very busy intersection. There were traffic coming and going, people honking, going around. This thing, there's no time for de-escalation. This, she was going to fight. She was a no person from the get-go. This needs to end quickly. He could have grabbed her, put her down right between his, right next to his squad car, and this thing could have and should have been over right away. Cuffed and stuffed, and that's it. Yeah, I'd like, and to Bob's point, I'd, I'd love to a- approach or question the these people on LinkedIn, these alleged whoever they were uh, that supposedly knew what they were talking about. What would you? What would be your position if he allowed her to run around and she got waffled by a car going through the intersection? What would be mm-hmm. your position then? Would you? Would you then say, "Oh, well, he should have done something. He should have taken action. He should have moved in and done this and that." Would it? Would that have been what you would have said then? Because that's what I'm looking at as cars are going through the intersection as they're dancing around, like Bob said. So it, there's a balance between taking your time getting in a good position, waiting for backup, de-escalating, whatever all that, all, that, all that crap that you want to talk about is, there's a balance between that and taking action. And he was completely out of balance, pardon the pun. Yeah. Well, thanks, Cap, uh, Captain Bartlett. Yeah, you know, when that stick comes out, um, you better be prepared to break somebody's bones with it. It's an impact weapon. Hit her on the arm, hit her on the leg, take her down. That's what it's for is to overcome that resistance. If you don't want to go to that level, don't bring it out. Cause once you take it out, you've taken a, a hand out of, out of the fight. You can't fight with a stick in your hand, but uh, he should have chased her down, got medieval with her. And he should have, he should have broken something on her to cause her to stop that resistance, whatever was causing that. I hope that she was high on some type of drug and not just an entitled Karen stank hoe that just thought she could bow up to the cops. I, you know, I know Bob Kroll's wondering, man, what do you, what kind of people do you have down in Tampa where you talk, where you have to talk that way? Well, from, from, from the way you were describing her, it was probably a shit. By the way you were describing her, Chip, it was probably a sugar high. Just, no, just yeah. saying. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I will say I had issues with the use of force. Everything from the the officer um, being in the car, rolling down the window. Sit, you know, when someone approaches your car like that, you don't sit in your car. You know, you're out by the time they get there. Um, and uh, any, anyhow, I, I for me, I thought it was more of a, I, I thought that it could have been done without the, I think it was justified for the impact weapon. Um, but these two-handed baton strikes, and I'm not saying that we've never taught those, but you normally do a one-handed strike because, you know, you've got your reaction hand in case you get a counter punch or a counter kick, you know, and he was not, had no defensive thing going on whatsoever. He was doing a, he was swinging a baseball bat basically and, and hitting the air. Um, just the techniques, just, just absolutely horrible. If, if the people on LinkedIn that are, look, everybody's claiming, all oh, this is just a wonderful use of force and it was like humane and all these things. If that's what you guys expect from law enforcement, your standards are way, way too low. And it makes me really question the guys uh, that are writing these, these people that are CEOs and that, uh, and that are making these postings and stuff. It just makes me really question what they know and what their expert level is and what their expectation level is and, and, and whether I would want to, get trained by them or want my people trained by them. Um, it's just scary. I think that the faster the event is over, I think it's more humane than this de-escalation crap they're talking about. 
You're, you're should, absolutely he, right. He should have grabbed her by whatever was sticking out, and he had options. He should have taken her to the ground and given her concrete poisoning and taken her, <laughs> and taken her to the hospital. But that doesn't look good on TV. It doesn't look good. When you've got somebody acting the fool like that, and they've committed a crime, and we say you're under arrest, and they start bowing up, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt because concrete is hard. When your nose hits it, something's going to give. Her last conscious thought should have been, this was a gigantic mistake on my part. And I don't think she felt that. Yeah, and, 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 to, and to, Brett's, to Brett and Bob's point, the, the, the people that you're looking at or that I saw, some of them on, on LinkedIn are, are looking to sell a product. And they're, probably, and they're looking to sell it to these woke, some of these woke departments that buy into this garbage. So they, they fit in perfectly there saying that, oh, this is what I would teach. Oh, yeah, this is, this is the way you should do it. And these, these woke departments and, these, and some of these cities, uh, little towns or whatnot around in, in certain parts of the country that, that buy into that sort of garbage, they're the ones that are, that are buying it. They're the ones that are they're selling their product to. So uh, you know, you know, good luck to you. you. Know, Chip, these resist videos should look like the things you see on YouTube where some knucklehead bows up. And now, it's, it's, you know, somebody with a camera knucklehead bows up against a guy that turns out he's an MMA fighter, right? So he bows <laughs> yeah. up, he takes one hit, and he's out. That's what resist should look like. Sponsors, Motion DSP, Goals, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, uh, Bang Energy, thank you for fueling us. Uh, my new uh, uh, Dallas Strawberry Kiss, it, it, it's awesome. Look, uh, thanks to the panel for being here. Appreciate it, guys. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a great week. Thank you, FLG Man and MBS for the support.